This is Agent versus Linder. Let's get ready to rumble! Let the fight begin. If you're a top real estate agent, broker, lender, or coach, this is your podcast. This is Agent versus Lender. If it's about real estate or the lending industry, it's fair game. This is Agent versus Lender. And now the hosts, Ron Pippen and Taylor Archibald. Welcome to another episode of Agent versus Lender. And today we have Tyler Eaton with us. And he is the Vice President of Market Retail. I probably said that wrong. Did I say, did I say that right? Okay. Vice President of Market Retail for Cardinal Financial. So if you're a realtor um, if, and you're on this uh, podcast, don't jump off right now because it's a, another lender. We want to talk about lending and what the process has done to the lending, or sorry, what COVID has done to the lending process. So it's going to be very um, helpful to you to know uh, what that's what that is looking like right now because um, it's going to help you it's going to help your clients uh, for you to understand that so anyway well so we'll dive right get right in so t- uh, Tyler thanks for uh, thanks for joining me today thanks for having me Ron I appreciate it awesome so let's talk about uh, let's talk about the markets and what has uh, what has the what has COVID done to to lending man it's uh, what I've you know I can see it on my end that's it's it's, it's it's been a little rough. So it's been rough for everybody. It's when COVID hit at the first of the year, uh, Fannie and Freddie and Ginny were struggling on to update their guidelines to be able to make the accommodations to make sure that it was good lending and a borrower could pay that loan back and they were in good standing. So the first quarter was really quite rough and into the second quarter, um, what's impacted most is self-employed borrowers. Um, for the first time in this industry that I can remember is we always went off the prior year tax returns to verify a self-employed borrower, and then we just verified they were still in business. Well, this year I have to get income for the current year, but I don't have tax returns. And that's been a frustration for loan officers and for realtors because you have a good borrower who's self-employed, and also we're making them jump through all these hoops. So those are some of the things that have been difficult to deal with. Also, income requirements. You know, if you switch to job and you're starting a new job now, there's a whole net of set of requirements to verify that that still is a good job, that you're going to stay in that job, that the current company you work for, COVID isn't going to go out of, cause that business to go out of business, and now you just lost your job, which you started for 60 days. So these are the challenges that the industry has struggled with. I think Fannie, Freddie, and Ginny, the, the three agencies, have pretty much stabilized this last quarter. I think we know how we're going to have to move into the new year, but I think it's going to be this way for a good into the third quarter for 2021. Yeah, I, I noticed as uh, as COVID hit and they started coming in with with overlays that that just really changed uh, how we processed and and all of us had to had to change with that. Uh, we as loan officers, underwriting processors, realtors. Uh, borrowers it's been it's been really challenging but uh, i'm starting to see a little that pendulum start to swing um the other way slightly uh, it kind of reminds me back in 2007 when we had that crash and and the, the pendulum just swung so far one way you know they just started everything went away and i'm starting to see some of those programs come back so that pendulum's coming back and i'm seeing that 
happened with with COVID a little bit is they're they're lightening up on some of those guidelines. But still, still, it's not like two thousand you know two thousand five where if you could fog fog a mirror, you could get a loan. It's it's definitely not those days. And I don't think we'll ever see those days again. I don't think again. we will either. But they were fun times. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> they were so. Okay, so the lending process has, has definitely changed. It's, it's, it's changed our timelines uh, pre-COVID. Uh, you know, in my branch, we were closing, closing loans, and I think our average time frame was, was 19 days. We were getting some done as, as quickly as, as 7 to 10. Um, it's just not happening right now uh, for, for a multitude of reasons. And one is, one is appraisers. Uh, appraisers seem to be taking much longer to to get done any, any any thoughts on why that's happening or i think they they're overwhelmed it's just it's like the loan officer who was doing a couple loans a month and all of a sudden he's doing 10 to 12 because of the low rates and i think the same thing has happened with the appraiser maybe they're doing 20 appraisers in a month and now they're doing 50 and i think they're struggling to manage their time and get to it in a timely manner i think I think the appraisers have adjusted to that, and I think that will probably get a little bit better. But I don't think we'll see the the day or two turnarounds that we were seeing pre-COVID. It might still be a good three to five days before you get an appraisal out. I know in some parts of the country, it's 10 to 20 days to get an appraisal. And in some cases, if you're in rural, it's over 30. Yeah, we have, we have one. I was just talking to, talking to Tyler just before uh, the, the podcast, and we were talking about appraisals. And, and I have one where uh, up in a, a rural area in, in, in a different state than, than, than Utah, and uh, they want to push us out um, 60 days. And so we're, str- we're struggling to find another appraiser that can do it a little quicker. But so there are some appraisal issues, and it's really wreaked havoc with our time, timelines. It makes it difficult. But I think, I think 2020 is going to stabilize a little bit. I think we'll see some improvement there. Uh, good. Yeah. Be, be nice to see something. So... Um, I, I know that Cardinal, uh, and, and full disclosure, I, I work for Cardinal as well. And, and Tyler, I've known Tyler for years and years. So he's actually a pretty good friend after, after all these things. We do. We go way back. And, um, so Cardinal has a system called Octane. And so tell us a little bit about why Octane does so much to help us keep time frames down um, because it really does. It's, it's really helped us uh, manage our time and, and get our lo- loans done a little faster. So tell us, tell us a little bit about that. There's a lot of things that Octane does, but for the sake of this podcast, we're just going to focus on three things I think will interest your listeners. First of all, Octane was designed about 10 years ago. And the main reason it was designed is because the owner of the company realized with the CFPB coming with the new guidelines that one of the ways that we could remain profitable and competitive in the industry was to be able to streamline that process of doing loans through technology. Because we know what the guidelines are. So he created a program called Octane, and it basically is artificial intelligence. And so if I'm a loan officer and I'm working with a realtor and you give me a purchase, and I'm going to pre-qualify that borrower for you, as I put that file into Octane and start the application and pull a credit report and look at the income, Octane will begin to underwrite that file for me because it knows the guidelines. So if I'm going to do a conventional purchase, 5% down, I pull the credit, look at the income, I put the file together, it's going to give me all the conditions that I need on that. 
So my team can begin to work on that before it even goes into underwriting. So basically, we can address any issues. Obviously, we still need an underwriter to look at the documents to make sure they're proper. But that really cuts probably five to seven days out of the typical lending process. The other thing that Octane does great that helps streamline is the system is automatic in many of the compliance issues. For example, I have to disclose a file within three days when I take that application. If there's a change in circumstance in the underwriter or if I change the lock, I have to disclose again. And if I miss that, I can lose up to three days in lending. I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast has experienced that before where someone forgot to do a compliance and you lost three to four days. Well, if I forget to, to do that as a loan officer, Octane in the middle of the night will run through the, its process and realize there's been a change of circumstance. This needs to get disclosed and it will disclose in the middle of the night. So that way you never lose that three days or four days for someone missed that compliance. I've loved that actually. So the, the, when, when the system automatically does stuff, it's just like you're taking that human error factor out. And as, as, as good as my team is, and, and we usually do a very good job at keeping up on those things, there are some times when that, that automatic thing kicks in and the next day we get these notifications that says, hey, this has been sent out. And then we're calling the borrower to say, hey, this is what you have. So it's really nice to have that fail that fail proof, that fail safe system in, in place. It's really helped us. That's been a huge advantage for a lot of our loan officers using that system. It's given us a really unique competitive advantage in the market. So, and then the third thing I wanted to touch on today is just the communication with the borrower. So Octane automatically creates a dashboard for every borrower. And that borrower can sign into that dashboard anytime they want, and they can see what conditions need to be cleared, what documents they need to send to us, the LO can get on with the phone, call with the borrower. They pull up their dashboard. They go through everything. It tells them their lock date, the rate. Everything is on that dashboard. The great thing about that, too, is if the borrower wants, they can share that with their real estate agent. So the real estate agent can be involved with that process with their borrower. So that's I've loved that dashboard because it just makes us very transparent to the borrower. So the borrower basically logs on and and they can see everything well not everything but pretty close everything that we can see everything that's relative for them sure so they can see they can see the conditions they can see what the lock date is so you it's not like say you can call up your loan officer and say hey did you lock oh, oh yeah oh yeah i locked yesterday and they can log in the dashboard and go no you didn't they they see it so we have to, so it's really transparent so they see exactly when things are happening and what conditions, like you said, and you said that they can give access to the to the borrower. To or the sorry, agent. The, the borrower can give access to the agent. So that doesn't need to happen with our team. In our branch, we we make phone calls at least weekly and sometimes more often, not only to the borrower to give updates, but also to the agent, both on the buyer's the buyer's agent and the and the listing side, just because we feel like the listing agent seems to be left out of the process often. So, so we, we, we want everybody to be up on the file and know that things are moving forward. So it's, it's, it's been, uh, but, but we've loved the Octane and have, have that transparency with our borrowers. Well, Ron, you're one of the user, unusual branches that makes those phone calls like that. I think a lot of people rely on the dashboard themselves, but 
Yeah, those three things, I think if you're a real estate agent and you're looking for some ways you can be more competitive in the market and working with the LOs, those are some things that can give you some great tools to help in this competitive market that we're in right now. Yeah. So we have a Yes, we do. If, if you if if you heard that, that there was a ambulance that was going right behind us, and um, don't know if that picked it up on the podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> um, so, Tyler, as a branch, we what I like is that corporate has given us a lot of uh, a lot of privileges. So we can we can uh, adjust loans, we can adjust pricing, we can adjust all kinds of stuff. So tell us a little bit about, about what corporate has, has allowed us as a branch so that we don't have to make phone calls to, yeah. to, to adjust loans and to, and to compete. What, what, what have they given us? Well, to go back to one of the advantages of Octane as a loan officer is it's all done within the system. So if you were to work here, the branch manager has a lot of leeway to set his pricing for his region or maybe his, his city that he works in. But from that point, he has the ability to do loan-level pricing adjustments within Octane to accommodate a certain particular market or a niche he's going after. For example, if you were going to compete in the Jumbo, which is highly competitive. Terribly competitive. Your branch manager can specifically set loan-level price adjustments for Jumbo loans that make you competitive. And it's done within Octane. So it's not like you have to call the lock desk, work with accounting, and then work with the compliance department to make all that happen. You can do it right there with Octane. Yeah, so I, I've, I've enjoyed that because at other companies that I've worked at, whenever we had some really competitive bids that come in, it was almost, I'm not going to say impossible to compete, but it was very cumbersome because we had to... We had to make so many phone calls, and it's all handled right here in the branch. So, so we can we can compete right here at the branch without making any calls or or asking for permission. Absolutely, and it's a huge competitive advantage for a loan officer, particularly when rates are so low. Sometimes we get in these bidding wars, mm-hmm. and it really gives the loan officer an advantage to go out and be profitable, get good pay, and also win that deal. Yeah. Well. Um, that has given, I, I hope that's helped realtors understand that there's some differences. First, this lending in this environment has been a little challenging, not only for the realtor, but it's been challenging for us as loan officers. We're, we're, we are right there with you trying to make a difference and the, the, the rules keep continually changing. We're, we're having to keep up on guidelines and um, and so far, we've been able to do that. But Octane makes it so much easier for us. Octane has been able to... So if, if, if I have some questions on, hey, can I even do this? I just put the scenario in Octane, and Octane tells me whether I can do it. Yeah, it's, that's the great thing of Octane. And what it really does is it helps cement that relationship between the agent and the loan officer. So you can build a long-term synergy by being able to be competitive offer the products to your borrowers and be able to get quick answers and make that turnaround go fast for them. Yeah, that trust, you know, you're a team and and having that trust is, is just really important. When I started 20 years ago in this industry, like you did, Ron, it was like loan officers against agents. I, know. I mean, that's how it felt 20 some odd years ago. And then when the CFPB came out in 2010 and we got the Dodd-Frank Act and we got all those different changes, 
all of a sudden it changed. It was like LOs and agents now have to work together. And so then we struggled to find people we like to work with. That was a big struggle. And now I think at this point, we really know who we like to work with. And now it's like, how do we make that relationship better? How do we improve it? And I think that's where Octane has been that missing piece to give that new advantage in these challenging times. Yeah. Well, appreciate that, Tyler. Um, I, I don't know what else to say to, to, to realtors uh, or, or to loan officers that may be listening to this. Uh, there's just, the, the market's hard. We have, we have low inventory. We're not going to go into that. I think everybody knows low inventory. We have, um, we have changing guidelines that change uh, weekly, sometimes daily. We have uh, pricing of loans that's interest rates that are just are all over the place. They're, they're really low, and the next day they come up, and the next day they go back down. And, and so it's just really, it's a really challenging time to be in, in the real estate. It is, yes. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions, um, I usually ask, ask how to get hold of Tyler or how to get hold of my guests that are on here. I'm not going to ask them that because uh, if, if you want to, if you have questions for Tyler, just shoot them over to me and I can, I can get them to him. Um, but um, so anyway, I appreciate you being here, Tyler. That's, it's been really informative to help, help people understand that, that there is a, there's a way to make the process a little bit easier. It's my pleasure, Ron. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So if you ever need to get hold of me or my team, you can get hold of us at 801-628-7667. And we'll catch you again on another episode of Agent versus Lender. You've been listening to Agent versus Lender. We put it all out on the table, as you can clearly tell. But that's what makes us unique. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Facebook at Pippin Team or Ron Pippin. On Instagram at Ron Pippin 9002. If you have questions or comments, email Ron at thepippinteam.com. This is Agent vs. Linder, signing off.